Welcome back to the Talking Walls podcast. My name is Matt Cooper, and today we're joined by two wonderful guests instead of three this week, but still two wonderful guests nonetheless. We'll start with the main man himself, Dave, as a party. Dave, mate, how's it going? Very well, thank you, mate. Yeah, looking forward to Christmas. Not far away now, but yeah, all good, thank you. And back by popular request, we've got Harry Mansell from the 77 Club. Harry, good to see you, mate. How have you been keeping? I doubt that's true, by the way, that first statement. But yeah, really good. Thanks for having me back on, lads. Thank you very no, much. No, it's all right. Every, everybody loves you. Um, apologies <laughs> to anyone who sounds, if, if I sound a bit nasally, unfortunately, I've come down with a micro-knob. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, have got, I have got COVID-19, um, which is fitting, really, considering it's Christmas in a few days, but we move. But try not to sound sound as nasally as I can. Um, Daniel, Daniel Lugol's voice listening to this, but... Lads, we've got quite a bit to get through. Uh, last time we spoke, it was off the back of the Liverpool game. So there's the City game, the Brighton game and the, the Chelsea game. And then we'll also be looking forward to a jam-packed fixture list over the next week or so. We've got Watford on Boxing Day, Arsenal away and then Man United away. A um, couple of question marks about whether they're going to go ahead or whether there's going to be fans there. But I'm sure we'll come on to that. But Dave, let's start with the City game. Yeah. Um, R12 kickoff. Uh, what were your thoughts on the game, mate? We were there. Uh, it was a, it wasn't a great game, was it? But I thought we did enough to maybe nick a point. Yeah, I think I, I think we've uh, us two have been ever present, and we this this month so far. Uh, I think we're going to be a, a good month for us in terms of attendance. But no, it, it's one of those. I think we you looked at the starting lineup straight away. You knew that Bruno was going for sort of almost damage limitation as such with the three in the midfield and the, and the two up top. I didn't dislike the idea of Adama and Jimenez up front. Um, you know, the only other time he's really tested that is against, uh, I think it was Villa, and it was atrocious without uh, Raul, to be fair. Um, so, yeah, I didn't dislike Adama and Jimenez up front. And, you know, as expected, first half, we were sort of just trying to stop them from creating too much, which I think we did well. We had one or two half-decent counter-attacks ourselves, but obviously the biggest talking point, or one of the two biggest uh, talking points, uh, was the the red card by Jimenez? Just stupidity. First one you could argue is not a booking. Second one is just stupid. Uh, so, um, and you know, as soon as the city players are going to surround the referee and so on, you know, uh, you're going to get a red card against Manchester City City for that. And it's unlike Raul, really. So it was just a shame. And I think we had a half a well, we went from half a chance of winning to absolutely no chance of winning the game when Raul got sent off there. We had no outlet up from whatsoever. Um, but still, I think we restricted City pretty well. It's just unfortunate, obviously, the, that we had that soft penalty given against us. Harry, what did you think of the game? I thought that within the first half, we had a, we had a puncher's chance. We were defending well, and it was sticking a little bit up top. Uh, Adama was causing a few problems for their centre-halves, but as soon as, as soon as Raul stupidly got sent off, it was game over, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think if he'd have stayed on the pitch, as Dave said, we had a bit of a chance. But the, the team, first of all, were the three in midfield. I didn't mind it too much when we beat them back, in, was it three years ago now? I think we started with Catrone and him as up front, didn't we? we were a similar sort yeah. of team. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, after that decision happens, it's just heroics in our defence, isn't it? And that's the theme of the last few months, really, hasn't it? Or the last six games or so. We've just been so good defensively. And obviously, with 10 men, you can't expect much going forward. And it was, you know, terrible decision, the penalty, which I'm sure we get on to. It was never a penalty. And on another day, we could have scraped a draw. I think they had over 20 shots. Obviously, we only had a couple. I could think of Kilman's header towards the end. That's yeah. the only one that sticks out as a big chance. But 
just great defensive work from us. And we limited one of the best teams in Europe to the one goal, which arguably shouldn't even have been a penalty. Dave, what's your thoughts on that penalty decision? I mean, for where we were up in the gods, you could see it hit him on the armpit. Um, but I don't know how I don't know how they've come to the conclusion that there's not a clear and obvious error to overturn it. Yes, I mean, for me personally, from that far away, you could see Martino's arm was up. Uh, I couldn't exactly see whereabouts it had hit him. Um, but I still cannot understand. I can understand why John Moss has given it, but I cannot understand yeah. why VAR has upheld it. Uh, either Andre Marin has got to say, no, it's not him on the arm, or John, go and have a look at it. And, and either way, you know, it's 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 ridiculous that it stood really, and it, it speaks volumes that, referees you know they on the monday morning they go on sky sports or whatever to talk about the decisions and they said it, it was the wrong decision saying that i think uh the one bloke that backs every referee decision somehow managed to say they got the right call but everybody else um said it was the wrong decision it's a shame really because i couldn't see where else a city goal was going to come from saying that i think we they had one where cody cleared it off the line but other than that we defended really really well and it was it was frustrating I don't think it was a fantastic penalty by Sterling, to be fair. Mm. Um, but yeah, just, just so unlucky. That is really, really frustrating. Yeah, I mean, the, the sending off obviously changed the game, but that that penalty decision, you always felt like it just took the stuffing out of us. Um, and it, there's, there's no way that, that that's a penalty. And the fact that they've not overturned it and it's a clear and obvious error, it's it's beyond mm. me. But it's that, it's, I don't want to go on about the Premier League's corrupt and it's the top six bias, but... <laughs> With, with those with, with those decisions, it, it's hard to make a case against that, isn't it, Harry? Yeah, definitely, mate. It's that it's that one angle for me where it's the camera from behind the goal, and you can clearly see from the one angle it doesn't look like he's gone right under his arm and hit him arguably on the top underneath. But it's that angle where it's hitting there, and you can see a tiny little gap that's not even yeah. near his arm. So how VAR have looked at that angle a few times and still but said it's a penalty. They have this ridiculous. thing about the t-shirt, the t-shirt rule the t-shirt as well. Rule, if it yeah. goes yeah. anywhere above that, the t-shirt line. Mm. Then it, it shouldn't be, and if it's hitting there, regardless, it's not exactly it's not below that anyway. Bizarre, so, bizarre. And so how they've given it is, yeah, it's very, very I think, strange. I think you're referring to Peter Walton, weren't you, Dave? On BT, I think he's oh, the yeah, only referee. He really. it, yeah. He's yeah. the only referee I've seen who's like, yeah, yeah. But every other referee that's come out on various other platforms said, look, it's, it's not a penalty. Is it? <laughs> um, is it Mark Halsey, the ex-Prem ref? He's yeah. got a proper bee in his bonnet every weekend and he just <laughs> slags off every Premier League ref. He said that Mariner and John Mosh should be retiring and collecting their pay, uh, pensions after that decision. So, yeah, yeah. He, he, he proper loves it every, every Monday. I think he just he likes to slag at least one referee off. Uh, I remember when I was on a on a call with him on, I think it was Five Live, he was on the other end and it was after the Neto, uh, this low goal against Liverpool. Oh, and yeah. he was doing his nutting about it, saying like <laughs> it's ridiculous. He was class. He was absolutely class. Um, Harry, uh, Dave, what did you think of Pep's comments after the game about Wolves not wanting to play football? It, uh, it, they don't bother me, really. I think we, we heard it, we've heard it before, once or twice. I remember first season we were in the Prem. We were a couple of minutes away from beating Chelsea. I think Hazard scored last minute after we went one nil up. And Sarri moaned about it, about how we didn't want to play football. And for me, it wasn't that we didn't want to play football. We were very organised and, and knew the job. And it, it's quite funny that the, Pip's, Pip made these comments and the week after a team, probably a similar stature, similar quality at, at full strength to us, tries to go and attack and gets pumped 7-0. Yeah. You know, I know we've both lost the game and come away with nothing, but I'd much rather hold City 
to an unfortunate penalty and lose one nil, then get pumped seven nil. So I ain't, I ain't bothered. I'm, I'm, you know, and I'm sure many of the questions are going to ask us what we think of Bruno Large. At the moment, it isn't the attacking and exciting football that maybe we saw in the first two or three games. But I think with the tools at his disposal, the players at his, at his disposal, at the moment, he's doing what's right for the club and we're in, a, we're in, a, in an OK position at the moment. I loved but his I think, comments, by the way. His response to Pep. He was just like, I don't care. Did you yeah. see him in the press conference Luke after Pepe. Bruno Large? Mm. He's yeah. just like, I don't care. <laughs> That's what I, I found that hilarious. I think Pep expects a, the lesser teams to just come to the Etihad, bend over and get the ring pieces out. Yeah. And say, here, <laughs> I haven't got on this. But, yeah. you know, teams are... Aren't going to go toe to toe and play this? Do you, do you in the championship, right? When when we got when went up uh, with Nuno, I remember the only teams that we pumped. There were one or two. I think we, we smashed uh, Burton the once and Bolton. But other than that, at Molyneux, the only teams we smashed were the teams that tried to attack us, mm. such as Sheffield United, yeah. Brentford, Leeds. We we smashed as well. Yeah. So you know he's got he's got to understand. You know he. Whilst we've got a back five who are, are doing really, really well, but we're not going. Why are we going to attack them with twelve goals so far this season? We're just going to get smashed. So I, I'm surprised that he's not used to that because he's surely has that every other game of the season. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw a few fans moaning about the approach to the game, but I just think it's flavour of the month at the minute to have a go about have a go about the, the way that we're playing. Harry, were you? Do you think the approach was right for the game? Obviously, the sending off changed the game, but. Do you think Bruno got it right to go into that game and be compact and, you know, play that low block? 100%. And I think it was right to do against Liverpool too. Against the big boys, I've got no arguments about it. They're a better team than us on paper and we've got to try and get a result. Obviously, there are certain games, Norwich and Burnley stand out where you'd rather <laughs> us attack more. But yeah, you can't complain, can you? Cause, I mean, we were, what, a minute away from getting something from Liverpool. We were a dodgy decision away from getting something at City. So it was definitely the right tactics. And I understand people's frustrations with us not attacking better. But, you know, the City one, we've got we've gone down to 10 men. So it was just heroic to win it second half defensively. And you can't argue with the approach, in my opinion, really. Yeah. I mean, it, it, was, a, it, was, it was a pretty shit day all around, wasn't it, really? Dave, fortunately, drove up in, in the car. I think the whole lot was of the it day... Unfortunately, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a bit of a shit day. Stopped me from kicking off of a steward afterwards as well because I had to get the lift down from the home end and they were basically <laughs> said that if I didn't move the home fans were going to kick me in so it was just it was just a it was just a bad day and was it was top it, tier that Matt was you at the top floor yeah I was top tier because I got obviously I've been on crutches haven't I and I've, I've yeah. had, I got the lift up in the away end and that was fine and then on the way back down it had broke so I had to go through the home <laughs> end and like everyone was asking what's he doing in here his wall's top on and I was like I'm on crutches and stuff and they got outside um, and I said to the stewards, Can I walk across the car park? Because that's where the Wolves fans were. And they're like, Now nah, you've got to walk like 10 minutes up the road on your crutches <laughs> with all the city fans. And the police were saying to the stewards, Like, if he goes up there, he's gonna, he's gonna get his head kicked in, he's gonna be a sitting duck. And uh, I wasn't, it wasn't very pleasant, but it was just being jobs worth. Well, it just topped off the, the, the day, on the, really. On the Harry, on the way into the stadium, Matt was like, Oh, can I get the lift? And the one was like, Yeah, and then the one bloke behind us all of a sudden got a really bad limp. He's like, oh, yeah, I need the lift as well. And he got in. He got in the lift, he went, 
I've been waiting for it replacement for ages. Oh, yeah, of course you have. Yeah. Yeah, I've classic. seen him jogging down to the yeah. stadium before. He was fucking warming up at half time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. But, yeah, he was a good laugh, though, wasn't it? Apart from the result. But um, talking of, of good laughs, we moved on to Brighton on Wednesday. Um, I did say it might go down as one of those games for the ages, a Huddersfield away on a Tuesday night where you do the business, where you have Dicko, Afobi, Sacco, and Van La Parra. Um, Dave, it wasn't quite that magnitude, was it? No, and I gotta say, that's pro- if anyone ever asks me to do Brighton midweek again, <laughs> just remind me of how frustrating this one was, not just because of the football. I got the coach down on my own, and my god, it took five hours bang on down to Brighton, no stop, and then the, the journey back was as bad. But, um, the, the match was. You know, first 20, 25 minutes, I thought, oh, no, here we go. It's going to be a long night. Um, you know, we didn't really have many attacks of our own. I saw somebody sent me a tweet as I got into the stadium saying, ain't Nori wasn't playing. I was like, oh, no. Um, and then Huang got injured really early on. Um, but fortunately, that they obviously did allow Adama to come on. I was really surprised that he hadn't started. And he had a good game, I think, Adama. But they had a couple of good chances. Brighton, I think, had a clear-cut one about 20 minutes in. Yeah. Um, and we just sort of weathered the storm, really. And then in the end, I'd say against the runner play, because we hadn't really offered it a huge amount. We get that goal and a fantastic ball by Nevers. And it's not spoke about enough. The finish from Sace was ridiculous. Yeah, Such a good finish. Um He's been signed for years. He's better at the other end than he is. <laughs> you remember the goal against Leeds last year that got disallowed? Yeah. He flicked it yeah. up and volleyed it. He's, he's got really, really good technique. And it was a yeah a cracking goal. And we, we should have easily added... T- another one or two in the second half as well. So in the end, overall, it was a fairly comfortable victory, but not an entertaining game. Probably not worth the sort of nine, ten hours of travelling for, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, I, was stop- I was stopped over. Um, Mark's either way and I drove down, so thanks for, thanks for taking me. It was a- I tell you what, the journey back wasn't very nice at all in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it was rough, but the three points, obviously, mate, it's a long way to go if you don't pick up the win any day. That would have been... Yeah. I, I said that. Horrendous. I said the, the journey back would have been horrible. And normally, you know, on a coach, you can normally, you know, you can have a nap. I don't know why this coach, I just could not get comfortable whatsoever. Got Melly <laughs> shouting at the front. Telling everyone <laughs> what, what, were people, what were people asking oh Melly? Right. So I don't know if anyone's not aware of it. I, I We tend to go tatters travel if we ever get the coach. And it's a good laugh, to be fair. They normally have a pub stop. But they always advertise a, a former player. And I think if they can't get anyone of note, they'll just get Melly's. So he was on coach one on the way there and he was on coach, I coach coach two on the way back. All right, we're going to do a quick Q&A with Melly's. And everyone's like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, and he gets on the mic, oh, thank you for that w- wonderful introduction. And my word, the questions he was being asked about his fetishes and all sorts. Oh, it was God unbelievable. <laughs> and honestly, when I say I had tears coming out of my face, <laughs> out of my eyes, uh, my my facial eyes, by the way. Yeah, uh, <laughs> of laughter. And then about twenty minutes later, um, we got lost because the motorway was shut. The driver was Russian. We got lost. Melly's is trying to give us directions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The the driver wasn't Russian, Mel- mate. You five hours. Uh, <laughs> Melly's was trying to give him uh, directions and telling everyone to shut the fuck up. Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> like, Mel, what's your body count, Mel? <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, man. So it, made, when, it when, made that first hour of the journey go quick. The other four hours, 
I, I woke up from like a half an hour nap at 2 a.m. They're like, right, we've got to stop for 45 minutes now because the driver's gone over his hours. I'm there like, oh. When, when they yeah. booked Mel East for a Q&A, I bet they didn't think, right, people are probably going to ask him about like best Wolves already played and best player, not how many people has he slept with. <laughs> yeah, mate, it was horrific. And I, I know there's going to be some more people listening to this thinking, what are we on about here? But yeah. someone goes, what, what's your record for Wolves? And he's like, 50-odd goals in 250 games. He goes, oh, it's a bit shit then, isn't it? I was like, oh. <laughs> It was bad. It was I remember bad. when we were on there before, don't mate? Like everyone was just like ripping into him. I felt I felt bad for him. I really did. Uh, mate, if it, if it was me, after about two minutes, I would have just sat down, told everyone to do one, and just he loves giving it back, though, doesn't he? He took it well. Yeah, he yeah. took it really well. To be fair, is that his fetish oh. taking it well? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said the best player he ever played against or with was George Best, and then people were making comments about that oh, as well. Oh, God, so. so. Yeah. But and um, Dave, 11 minutes added on, so your journey was even longer. Exactly, mate. Yeah. <laughs> the added time at the end of the game. Yeah. <laughs> and that was because of the refs flipping Apple Watch or whatever mm. he had mm. going on. We thought he was getting his booster on the sideline. Get <laughs> 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 going over, not touching his arm. No, no. Um, anyway, we've, we've digressed a bit. Normally, this happens at the end of the podcast, but because <laughs> it's nearly Christmas, I think it's happened earlier. Harry, no Fabio Silva in the starting lineup. Is that a telltale sign as to where he's in the pecking order for Bruno Lage. Yeah, I think it was, it's was. it been a telltale sign for a bit now. He just don't seem to fancy him, does he? He don't give him a chance to start in lineup, as you mentioned. Um, I know Adama came on early. Uh, the, as Dave mentioned, the big news was Aitnori Nori getting injured in the warm-up, but I thought Marcel had quite a good game. Um, yeah, he was good. Yeah, he's getting a few good balls in, but then he was crossing it in and like, you know, no one's there because obviously Raul was suspended. But first half, I thought Brighton edged it. As you mentioned, we got the goal, but then them remember their miss right after it was like literally about a yard yeah. out right at the end of the half like that. That should have been one one really, but second half, Adama Traore has had a lot a lot of stick this season, including from me about his decision making. But he bombed through a few times, didn't he? Laid Trincao through, laid Pedence through, and we could have been out of sight really. But I'm glad we held on for the win. And the same player, I forget his name now, who missed that original chance had another great chance of Brighton second half, didn't he? So. On another day, we could have been really disappointed and, and, and got a draw, but we deserved the win and I'm glad we hung on when there's about a million hours added on at the end of the game, as we've just mentioned. Yeah, I mean, I think I didn't think Brighton were much cop. I know they've got injuries and stuff, but yeah, yeah. towards the end, obviously you've got, you, you'll have your nerves and you're one up and there's 11 minutes added on. But Dave, I felt, I felt really comfortable that we would just get our bodies in front of stuff, shut the shop. And I think we managed that game out very, very well. Yeah, I think I think that's been the case for a couple of games. Even you know, I say, say I felt fairly comfortable against Liverpool, obviously up until when they did score. But the Brian game, especially, I think the referee was just giving little fouls that I thought were really soft, and just almost wanted a, a little bit more drama towards the end of the game. And uh, but we 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 weathered it really well. And I think we should have probably done a little bit better with the chance at the end when Sanchez had gone up for the set piece. I think Silver actually came on and played a really good ball for Prudence, who probably should have done a little bit more with yeah. the chance. Um, and I saw people saying that Silver's been on 30 seconds and done more than Trincao had the whole game. <laughs> so no, I thought I thought Trincao was really poor first half. I thought he grew into the game in the second half. But um, yeah, just the defensive record, it speaks for itself. It's been so good this season. Um, and if somebody said that to me at the start of the season with that current back five, I would have told them to get out. But it's been so get good out. so far. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, like I said, it's unfortunate that Agnori <clears throat> was injured in the warm-up. But as, as as limited as he is, Marcel Harrow, I thought I thought he did a job. And 
his theatrics to keep going down with a head injury. Is <laughs> um, the lad who was, I was sat next to was like height this. If I'm not injured, I'm like yeah, but it happens against us, so that's what mm. we should be doing. And it and if it pays off and we win the game, then who's asked? Yeah, let, let's be honest, Marcel. He is a shit house, isn't he? Yeah, in, in all not types of his game. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, my frustration with him when he was in the team before Eight Nori eventually did come in um, was him going forward. Really, I think he's always been okay defensively yeah. most of the time. But even even in the Brighton game, I thought he offered quite a lot going forward. You remember his little dink when he like skimmed the bar uh, that that one chance I mentioned earlier. He put a few good balls in, and in the in the left wing back area with him and Eight Nori, in, in a bad little area with cover, is it really? Considering how small our squad is, so. I'm happy for him to be the backup. Aitnor is still number one for me, especially after yeah. his performance against Liverpool. Jesus. But yeah, he did a job and he could have got a goal on another day. And Sace, remember when Sace smashed the post as well? He yeah, could have had two on the day. day so. It's a bit concerning that our, our most offensive <laughs> at the minute is Roman Sace. It's mad. It's mad. It is. But, <coughs> excuse me. You look at Traore and he made. He obviously went through and he made the both both of them the right call to pass for Trinko and to pass for Pedence. And he's been robbed of two assists then. And you get BBC Sport in an article the next day saying what's mm. happened to Adama Traore. It's like, well, if you watch the game, he was probably the best player on the pitch for me. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, it was just he, like every time he went forward, he was a threat. And even his link up play was actually quite good against Brian, wasn't it, Dave? Yeah, and yeah, you took the words out of my mouth regarding the assist thing. And I put that during the game. I think it was during one of the stoppages. I put he's literally been robbed of two assists, uh, both finishes by Trincao and Pedenza dreadful. I saw a few people saying the ball from Adama for Pedenza's chance wasn't great, but I still think it's in front of him and he's, you know, a, a decent finish in your tuna look there. And then literally, I think it was within 24 hours, that article from BBC went out. Um so that is the frustration at the moment when I see on social media, whether it be on Twitter or Facebook or TikTok as well, quite a lot now, and people just slagging Adama off. Um, it's just like yeah. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to be on here fully defending him because there are still some really yeah. frustrating elements of his football. Um, but it frustrates me when people talk about his numbers uh, mm. because he he does deserve a, a lot more. And, and going back to Marcel as well, Harry. Um, I know we're not on the Chelsea game yet, but for our goal that was disallowed, he played a wicked ball across yeah. the face of goal as well. So hopefully we can just start improving these little bits and against teams like Watford as well coming up. Hopefully we yeah. can see a little bit more. Just just on Adama though, like obviously we know about his stats, but when Huang went off injured and he come on, I was watching it at home. I was happy he was coming on. Yeah. So okay. as frustrating as he is, you know he's going to do stuff, and you're in. Let's be honest, he's listened, hasn't he? Because that chance against Burnley when he smashed the underside of the bar and he should have passed, he's obviously got a bollocking for that because he really took his time and laid in both players, didn't he, on the night against Brighton? So he's listening, he's trying, and he's kind of damned if he doesn't, you know, d- damned if he doesn't at the moment. So damned if he click for him. Does that make does that make sense? All damned the smoke, all the fire, all the smoke, no fire. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, you, you, you're right, but. Like I said, st- he's still frustrating, but Adama on a bad day is probably better than Huang on a all right day at the minute for me. Mm. Uh, he, effect- he affects the game a lot, a lot, a lot better. But don't know when Huang's going to be back to you, Dave. Have you heard anything on that? No, and I know there's been nothing. Like I said, I think last week Bruno's kept his cards very close to his chest on that one for a change. If it, so if it's his groin, I know I expect probably three or four weeks. <clears throat> mm. I don't know what it was with Huang. I'm not sure what Huang's issue was. So. 
Uh, I saw he had a knee brace on, actually. Some sort of brace on his leg. He put a picture no, I think that Instagram was... Uh, they use that for treatment, I think. Oh, right, like okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, from the way he pulled his hamstring. I'm not a bloody yeah. physio, but you know what I mean? Classic. Yeah. My legs gone. Then he tried to carry on, didn't he? Then he pulled it even yeah. worse. It probably, probably doesn't help with the amount of fixtures we've got going on now. So, mm. you know, yeah. three, three more fixtures in the next nine days. Not Well, actually say that. It's more than that. That's about two yeah. weeks. Yeah. And I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll be surprised if... There's no if there's business in in January apart from Huang, which I'm not really fussed about signing at the minute anyway. Um, but I'm sure we'll come on to that. Mm. Um, chaps on Sunday, the Chelsea game, a, a very cold and misty Molyneux. Uh, Chelsea tried to get the game called off before kickoff, which was to no avail. Seven absentees for the Londoners. But first half, Dave, I thought we were the better side, we more than matched them. We had that goal disallowed, and I didn't celebrate because I just had a bad feeling yeah i mean i did uh, <laughs> i did celebrate um and i was actually stood on the chairs giving it the, the v's to the chelsea fans <laughs> hey, you were giving, giving astrid the fingers were you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm a gangrene <laughs> um no i mean to be fair i think we started quite slowly and i i didn't i was surprised obviously kiana hoover had come in so i don't know if it's just trying to keep uh tomato fresh or or whatnot um, and I, I thought there was one or two parts of his game where I was just there, like, uh, said, I think you could tell he hadn't had much game time this season. But saying that, he pretty much started the move for that that goal that was disallowed. I think he actually initially lost the ball, won it back, and started the counter attack. And then I think Matinho played the ball out to Marcel with a wicked low cross. So that's what we need more of the low crosses. When we when we floating them in aerially, you got Jimenez on his own, and then Pedenza at the back post. You're very rarely going to win the headers. Um, and we're quite unfortunate, really, that Jimenez sort of got that got, got that touch on it. Um, so I'm, I just don't understand why the linesman took so long to put his flag up. Yes, he may have had the call from VAR. Uh, the referee might have done, um, which is good if it if it was that quick and we sort of didn't even realise that was going on behind the scenes, uh, in a sense, because VAR is obviously working a lot quicker than it used to. But at the same time, as a fan surely the linesman's got to have an inkling that that might be offside. So that was quite frustrating. But yeah, like I said, I was stood on the chair giving it the big into the Chelsea fans. So looked like a bit of an idiot when uh, when that flag eventually... Uh, was it the DT meme when he's there like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, did okay first half. Second half quietened down a little bit. Um, and I think I, I said it on my review. I think as soon as Jimenez came off in the last few minutes, I... Pretty much knew we weren't going to score a goal, so nil nil. You you take it against. Still, I know you said Chelsea wanted it off, but a strong Chelsea eleven. You say when Jimenez went off, we knew you weren't going to score, but mate, I thought it was absolutely terrible. And yeah, Harry but at the same, I yeah. thought Adama was terrible when he came on, and when you've got uh, Barry Chuckle up front with him in Trincao, nothing's ever going to happen, <laughs> is it? So we've got the Chuckle brothers up top. But, um, I thought Pedence did well first half, particularly. He was like dropping deep on in. Lincoln I like it. Yeah, that's a front two. That's a front two works well. I think the main advantage with Pedence over uh, Adama is his ball retention. Yeah, and, yeah. and his actual, you know, passing and, and getting other people involved in the game. Um, but against teams like that, Adama can can you know push you up the field a lot quicker. I think long term, Pedence is probably the player or a player like Pedence is what Bruno's going to prefer because I think mm. he wants to try and play football a lot more. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens in January with Adama. Bruno seems mm. to be preferring, 
preferring him a little bit more over the last few weeks or so. But if a, if an offer came in of 25, 30 million, I think the club have got to consider it. Well, we need it if we want to raise funds. Um, we'll come on to that. We'll come on to that a little bit later. But Harry, talk to me about Jose Sarr um, because he made another world-class save against Mason Mowat towards the, towards the latter stages of the game. Um, he's been a revelation this season, hasn't he? Yeah, I, I was, for one... Look, look, I didn't really know much about him, so probably a bit harsh for me, but I was one who was worried. I liked yeah. Rui, but he's come in and he's been outstanding. I mean, he's top of all the stat lists, isn't he? You've seen it all on Twitter this week. And yeah, no, yeah, you mentioned that Mount. So was it one? Is it the one when was it Pulisic you went through? And he, yeah, that, great save. That, that, that was a great save as well. So he's pulled off some amazing saves all season, really. And what a keeper! Um, you feel safe with him, and obviously it helps that our defense has been incredible in front of him too. And I love the bloke. Um, he's got to be in and around getting that Portugal number one in a few years, hasn't he? When uh, Rui uh, passes the baton on. And what a signing! Yeah. What a signing by the club. There's Anthony Lopez as well, isn't there, Dave? <clears throat> yeah, I don't. I don't. Uh, <laughs> there is Lopez, and then there's uh, what's his name? Who just he used to play for Granada last uh, last season? He's moved. I can't remember his name. Rui Cost, Rui Costa, someone like that. Um, and then there's Diego Costa. So I, I don't yeah, know how he's not been. Rui Silva, that's him. Sorry, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's at Betis now, off the top of my head, actually. Yeah, yeah. He might be at Betis. Um, so, yeah, I don't know how he's not in, being in the team sooner. And I think that's what the argument was, Harry, a lot in, in the summer, was why are we replacing Portugal's number one yeah, yeah. with somebody that's not even in the team? Well, we all know, even Southgate's got it. They've got favourites, haven't they? And you've seen with how good Sars has been and then you've seen with the mistakes that Patricio's made, even just for Roma so far this season, how, how much of an upgrade this has been. And... Probably say Wolves probably weren't expecting him to be this good. Um, and you, you can look towards the start of the season or were one or two errors. Uh, probably the main one being the United game, which I think he would have been disappointed with conceding that goal as well. Uh, but like Harry says, he he makes me feel safe and I love him. So <laughs> <laughs> he was. Um, I remember towards the beginning of the season as well. There was a few times he's really like casual on the ball as well. And he's cut yeah, that out yeah. completely. I've noticed. I don't know if it's because we're not passing it around. Uh, by the way, yeah, playing out of the back. Yeah, and playing out of the back is so good. But they no, all run to the six yard box right now. It's scary, yeah. but it's it's yeah. it's good when they get out of it. So yeah, yeah he's, he's he's been really good. Um, but I, I feel like we restricted Chelsea to not many chances at all. We got caught mm. out of a couple of balls over the top. Had one on target, you know, that was Pulisic's chance was their only shot on target. Yeah. Was it as was Dendonka, was it? Dendonka's header, which I think he should have scored. I think oh, that mate, that was a shit. Yeah. That was yeah. an absolute. I think it was Pulisic, man. I think it was Pulisic. Was it? Oh, it was over Mount or Pulisic? I can't. I remember. think it was Pulisic. Yeah, the one. That's yeah. what I remember. But he went through one on one and tried to dink him and saw like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, it. It was, I said yeah, yeah. yeah, to be fair, mate, that that chance from Dendonka, the run's unbelievable. That's mm. what we want. We want light runners from midfield and the ball in his class, but Pedent's got to be scoring that. Mm. It's 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 a, such an easy chance. Um, that's got no power on it, did he really? Mm. I think he got up too early for it. He's, he's yeah. heading it on the way down. But mm. second half, like I think, especially as as the ball went out wide, Chelsea kind of realised that that's where our weak points were. And as soon as the ball went out to Marcelo Hoover, they just swarmed us. There was like two or three players pressing. Their press was a lot better, and they forced us into quite a lot of mistakes. But weathered the storm in the end. And I, I, mate, I, Dave, I think that's a I think that's a very good point against you know Chelsea. By far, with City and Liverpool, the best team in the league. Yeah, they haven't been fantastic the last couple of weeks. But I, I said before the game, looking at those lineups, 
you say, uh, would you would you take a point? And you'd say, yes, definitely. And the game, again, wasn't a classic. I think not everybody was in the mood for it. Obviously, it was, we weren't even sure we were going to be going to Molyneux on Sunday. Um, couldn't see half the game due to the fog, which was crazy <laughs> as well. But, no, nah, you'd take a point. And I think that gives us a really good platform. You know, two games are beaten now, another two clean sheets. Gives us a really decent platform going into the next, uh, for the remainder of the year. And, yeah, it's I'll take it. Another good defensive display. We're not conceding goals, and at the moment, that's brilliant. Which you need to start finding, putting the ball in the uh, in the opposite goal. We do, we do. It's a little bit concerning, but I'm sure against Watford, we may see a bit more of an offensive display. Boxing Day, Harry. Um, Sunday, half twelve kickoff. Hopefully, we'll be able to attend, but maybe looking unlikely with all the the COVID restrictions that are being brought in. Just want to see us have a go, don't you, mate? Yeah, we've got to attack, haven't we? I don't think uh, our fans are, want us to do what we did against like Norwich and Burnley and just sit back or fail to break them down, I guess. We did the job against them um, at their place, didn't we? We won 2-0. I think, was that our yeah. first win? Yeah. yeah. Um, but you, you've got to expect us to beat them. I know they've had a few decent wins. Obviously, they beat United, went away and smashed Everton. I remember that one. But you'd hope we'd beat them. Half 12, Boxing Day. I keep banging on about it and I know people get annoyed with me when I say this on Twitter, but I hope the atmosphere is a lot better because I've been really disappointed with it this season in particular. And we've got to get behind them and try and get the win because we've got a tough game a few days later against Arsenal, haven't we? So we need the three points. Yeah, I thought the atmosphere against Chelsea was all right, though. Uh, I thought it was all right. But... I, think, I think the issue is when you're not... Um, well, a couple of things really... Is... You're not on the front foot as well. When you're not That's a front foot, you're not playing like, yeah, attacking-ish football and you haven't got an anthem such as Nuno had a dream. <laughs> that was so easy to get going and everyone will join him with that one. And Jimenez isn't exactly firing on all cylinders. C Senor's another one, which gets everyone going. Yeah. So it's just one of those. Bruno Larges by me, I was going throughout most yeah, of the Yeah, to be uh, fair. I remember that little uh, spell, thing. yeah. And Chel to be fair, the Chelsea fans, they weren't the worst this season. They were half decent as well this year, so... Um, in terms of you know away fans this year, but yeah, yeah, it is a concern. Where <laughs> oh dear lord, yeah, but even Brighton, I didn't, I didn't mean the Brighton atmosphere was fantastic, but a couple of people said how good it was on Twitter, so I thought oh, maybe well, that... I watched it on telly and it was it sounded dead on telly. I'll be honest. Yeah, I was gonna but... say maybe that five hour journey got got into my head. I don't know. It was, <laughs> yeah, it, it was obviously the home fans. It was half empty, wasn't it? Bright, yeah, uh, Brighton, Brighton so that didn't yeah. help. Dave, will will Dennis the menace cause? A couple of problems for Wolves up front. I really That's like him. I think, he, I think he's a cool player. We we were linked to him a couple of years ago, I think. Um, yeah, he's in my FPL. He's been doing the bits, to be fair. But it, it's it's one of those. Yeah, I think you can attack a little bit, but they've got quick. They've got some quick players. Uh, Ismaili Asar, Dennis, uh, Josh Kings. Well, you know, they've got some good attacking players. Um, so I, I, it'll be interesting to see how we uh, approach the game, really. And it's winnable, you know, it's a winnable game. We've just got to weather that, you know, we might have to, I don't know, it just depends how, you know, how, how Watford line up. But you want us to be a bit more attacking, but you do have to be cautious of their attacking talents who have, you know, got a couple of goals so far this season. Yeah, mm. I, I do think they are a threat going forward. I think defensively they're there to be got at, but it's a must win. It's an yeah. absolute must win. These are the teams you've got to beat. I'll be completely honest. I've just glanced down at their form. I didn't realise they've lost like the last four, haven't they, since they beat United? So yeah. they're on a bit of a downward spiral. So gotta win, really. The bottom by the way, the bottom three or four, their form this year has been dreadful. Like Newcastle. Mm. I don't think they haven't won yet under Eddie Howe, have they? <laughs> oh, after just, just looking at the, the bottom 
bottom five now. So you've got Leeds, Watford, Burnley, Newcastle, Norwich. In the last five games between them, there's, there's three wins. Three wins out of a possible, what, 25 games? <laughs> so wow. they, are, they are proper shit. Um, <laughs> gash. <laughs> they are gash. Yeah. I said at the start of the Leeds season, Leeds would go down and like, they're one of those teams that, along with Newcastle, if they went down, I think it'd be absolutely fucking hilarious. Um, but that's not very nice to me to say. But yeah, the Watford, the Watford game is a must-win. Dave, who's what? What do you go with? Do you go with the three-five-two, the five-three-two, or do you go with the three-four-three? Three? I think oh, I don't know actually. Mm. I don't mind that three-five-two. Me either. It's got to be three-four-three, three, lads. For we'll me, the anyway. I don't because you would probably say logically the three-four-three is going to give you more attacking options. But I think we just see him a little bit more balanced with the three-five-two. Um, Three midfielders against Watford, really? I just, yeah, I don't know. but you say that me. these are the t- they're the sort of team, you know, with Sissoko and stuff in the middle. Yeah, they're suppose. the sort of teams, especially in Molyneux. We got done by Watford before. Have done yeah, us there. Um, teams with big midfielders like Huddersfield did us. Um, <laughs> they got that. Is it? That it just depends. Who, it depends middle. who's fit. I don't think you can. Uh, Raul has got to start. And again, with Pedence or Adama, um, I'm just not, I'm not convinced by Trincao at the moment. No. I'd like a Pedence, I'd like a Adama, Raul from free. And again, with Matinho and Neves in the middle, I thought they did well against Brighton. Um, so yeah, same team against Brighton, similar sort of lineup to that maybe with the three up top. I think with their, to be fair, with Watford's defence, you've got to put a lot of pressure on them at home as well. If you yeah. can overload those wings with your wing backs and your wingers, you might have half a chance of getting a win. Yeah, must win. And not only that, we need a good performance as well. We need to see a bit of a free well, flow. You know, you going that you got this home that home game there against what, but then you got two away games. There's no yeah. guarantee, you know, that we're gonna that could be our last home game for a long time, like yeah. with fans. So you just don't know. You just want a good display every game now. Yeah, you do. Um, and then quickly moving on to the Arsenal game, which is on the 28th, which is in R12 again. It's an absolute <laughs> shit show. Um, trains are going to be a nightmare. Arsenal doing doing actually all right, mate. I feel with Arsenal, like one week they're they're on a decline, and the next week they're going to win the league. I can't keep up with it, Harry. <laughs> yeah, that, well, they obviously started off really bad, didn't they? But yeah. I think they're, they're sat fourth in the league now. They've I think they've won the last three or something like that. And fair play to them; they've improved a lot. And that, that's a really tough game. That's why Watford's such a big game to win. And although. I don't know. Although you'd think we could go there and get something, especially with they've been defending, I, I think you know we are underdogs. Um, we've we've done well, haven't we, in recent times there? Good, good form at the Emirates, yeah. We yeah, fans we it, yeah. drew there one-one, didn't we? Obviously, with the one with the Raul bad injury, we won that yeah. game. So, yeah, we could. It wouldn't surprise me if we went there and won. But in the form they're in, I mean, I'd take a draw hundred percent. But you've got to favour Arsenal on the day, and just got to hope we turn up and hopefully try and yeah. score a goal. <laughs> Dave, is that is that the three five two fixture you reckon Arsenal? Yeah, probably. Again, I think Bruno against these big teams away from home. I think he's going to be happy with a point if you can get points on at least a point on the road against most teams in the league. You know, you're halfway there. Um, yeah, I think like Harry said, Arsenal have been good recently. But I'm sure it's only two or three weeks ago they're on about sacking Arteta. Yeah, yeah, I can't, keep, I can't up with keep up with it. It's mad, it's mad really. But yeah, I know they're playing in the. In the Carabao Cup this week, uh, tonight actually, um, yeah. at the time of recording. Um, 
So yeah, I've, you know, we like Harry said, we've got good form against them. I think we're unbeaten against some of the Emirates. I think since we've been back promoted, um, we've drew, definitely drew to them. Cavalero scored the one year where we yeah, scored we one. Yeah. Banger where Leno decided to run out and unlit. Um, we were yeah. absolutely terrible last season. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I think at the at the Emirates, I think we're unbeaten. Um, yeah, I think we are, mate. Two one ones and a two one win. I think in the last three years, is yeah. that right? Yeah, yeah, three years. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, still a tough place to go, mate. But I reckon we can get something there. I've got a feeling. I've got a feeling we'll get something because they are like they are so inconsistent. Mm. I'm not, um, I'm not overly. They're back. I don't think their back four, back five is fantastic. No. I think we could do something. So there. lose to Watford, beat Arsenal, yeah. Is that what we're going? Oh, that'd for? be that'd be typical Wolves, yeah. <laughs> Bruno then, out, Bruno in, yeah. On the third of Jan, we're off to off to Old Trafford for the United game on the Bank Holiday. This one's an half five kickoff, which again, a bit of a nightmare. But United under Rangnick now, Harry. Do you fancy your chances at Old Trafford? Do you think it could be a theatre of dreams for Bruno's men? Uh, honestly, I don't know. But they've they've seemed to steady it a little bit, haven't they? Obviously, I wish they still had. Uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer in charge. <laughs> Didn't have fancy our chances, but I mean, it ain't as intimidating as it has been as it in years gone by going to Old Trafford. So we could get something. I know we've had a lot of nil nils against them, haven't we, in recent years? And they yeah. beat us one nil at the FA Cup and that. But like it's similar to Arsenal. We could go there and get something, but we'll, we'll, we'll soon find out. Dave, Watford, Arsenal, Manchester United. What's an acceptable points return? Acceptable, I'd say four points. Mm-hmm. But I, f- I think we're capable of six. Harry? Yeah, minimum's got to be three, hasn't it? Obviously, yeah. but I'm with Dave. I think par would be four. What do you think it's going to be? Uh, I think we'll get one point out of the three. Ever the optimist. Tom Rouse back on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, we'll beat Watford and we'll get a draw. I think we will get four points. I'm joking. I fancy I'd, I'd, take, I'd probably take four points. And then yeah. into January, where we're going to splash the cash. <laughs> Jesus. Talking of cash, um, Wolves have borrowed some money, haven't they? Um, today. I think it was I think it was today anyway. Let me just get the article. Yeah, I know. Here. I think it was actually 10th of December, but 10th, 10th of, of December, December, but we someone tweeted it. Talking Walls tweeted it and Express and Star then posted about it. So. Yeah, so they've acquired a loan from Macquarie Bank, which is someone of the bank we've in, in previous years, um, secured against the future payments of Diego Jota's move to Liverpool, which is something that happens in football quite a lot. Uh, with, with these kind of transfer deals, you'll, you'll often find that when there's a lot of money owed up, up front, clubs will borrow against that amount on a on, on a low interest, um, just so they can free up the funds and, and spend the money. It's also understood that the club is still owed money by the Premier League for broadcast rights, which, um, again, is something that happens quite often. There's no set date as to when funds are released for broadcast. They just kind of get dropped as and when. So, Wolves are saying that are saying that the, the, the 23 million that they have borrowed is for purely operational um, for cash flow purposes. However, I don't think the club are going to come out and say it's actually to borrow someone in January because why would you do that? You, you're showing a bit too much leg, not only to yeah. rival clubs, but also to, to fans. And you know, you don't like to tell us anything, but it's uh, it, it, it's a little bit concerning, mate. I, I was listening to the Price of Football podcast. Um, on Monday, I believe. Very good podcast. If no, no one's not listened to it before, 
Uh, it's with Kieran Maguire and Kevin Day. Um, it's about football finance, fantastic podcast. Uh, someone asked a question about Wolves' con- uh, constraints on the UEFA's financial fair play. And essentially, with UEFA's financial fair play, I think you're I think you're entitled to lose between twenty five and thirty million pound a season max um, if your owners are pumping money into the club. However, in Wolves' case, um, and the quote is so because the owners are not putting money into the club, you therefore drop down to a five million allowable loss over three years, and it's much trickier for Wolves therefore to satisfy and stay within the limits with the owners not putting any money in. This is why they've had to be very cautious as far as their investments in the transfer markets are concerned. Dave, a little bit worrying, isn't it? <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know what to make of it or how to sort of dissect it. I'm bloody losing interest, Dave. I get him out. Um, <laughs> you've got people talking about the Chinese government not allowing them to release the money. Then you've got me sort of being sensible saying well you know look at the pandemic last year and a lot of clubs well I say that but clubs are still spending ridiculous amounts of money um but I think this this particular payment that you've just sort of brought up probably could be a couple of things it can be for transfer budget but it more than likely them looking at the rising cases and thinking right if football's going to get shut off again we better get uh ahead of ourselves and get a little bit of money in the bank just in case um, you don't know. Nobody knows. The only people that know, obviously, the the board and uh, and whatever. And uh, yeah, it, it's sort of worrying. Um, but who knows? I said I said at the time. I think I said in the summer. And this is no disrespect to Bruno. I thought it was the. Uh, I said at the time. I think it was the cheap option, yeah. and not necessarily. I didn't. No disrespect option. to Bruno. I more mean that they could probably get away with sort of. Um, this isn't the right term, but ripping him off a little bit, sort of under under changing him a little bit. Uh, no, <laughs> um, and I saw a really good point. I think it was last week on Twitter. Someone said, "Well, Bruno should just walk, but he ain't going to walk because if Bruno yeah. Large walks, no manager walks. Now, uh, yeah, but if he walks now, what what job at the is he going to walk into a job at the same calibre as Wolves? No way, no. <laughs> he's not. No. So that's why he's he, he, they, Wolves sort of have got him over a barrel a little bit with that. Yeah. So, yeah. Listen to a lot of like I mean, the Tifo football podcast, another one, or like podcasts who a little bit geeking and look at like tactical setups and stuff. And they all say Bruno Large is obviously a very, very good manager mm-hmm. in the way he sets up and the way he approaches games, which I don't disagree or, or agree with. But you are right, Dave. I feel like they've got him a bit, a bit over the barrel. It's like, well, we've given you this opportunity, you're gonna, you're gonna take it, and we're gonna, you're gonna get what you're given. But Harry, going back to what what I'd mentioned previously, um, the Premier League loss. I think you can lose 105 million a season. Your wafer loss is 30 million, but obviously we've we've folks are not putting any money into the club. That's five million. As a, as a Wolves fan, does that concern you? It does a bit, and it's kind of annoying that the thing we've always wanted is kind of tying our hands now, which is ridiculous, and it just sways to the fact that we're going to have to sell someone, and it's going to probably going to be a Dharma Traore if we do want to, unless this loan they've got will help them. But the fact that we went in for Sanchez in the summer and they actually went for people shows that they can spend, I guess, you know, they know what they're doing. Well, we think they do. And let's be honest, we're just talking about Bruno Large. They brought also brought him in because they like the style of a play and they want us to attack more, which he clearly showed he can do because of the first few games and he needs players 
to implement these tactics. So they've got they've got to find a way of bringing in a few more players. Are we going to go down the route of bringing like Gibbs White back or something like that? Probably not because he's doing well, isn't he? Away at Sheffield United. So they've got to find a way to do it. We need to bring, God, at least two, at least. But if that means selling Adama, I don't know. But what we do know is if if it is tying their hands that much where we're not going to sign players in January, I'm going to log off Twitter until the summer, I think, because it's going to be carnage. (laughs) That would be, be typical Wolves when it on deadline day. Don't go to sleep yet, folks. Ten minutes later, <laughs> we have recalled Morgan Gibbs White from his loan spell yeah. at Sheffield United. Lads, <laughs> are you going to do your live stream again? Remember that that was such an anti-climax. Oh, yeah. I, well, I remember yeah. coming on and we were all buzzing. Sanchez yeah. is coming, and then like nothing. Well, that was how funny was that we thought Botman and Sanchez are joining, and, <laughs> yeah. and then in the end we, we were close Keeper to signing Keith Moore. Literally signed nobody. <laughs> okay, no. I remember. I remember messaging David Jones, ex Wolves pro, said, "Listen, David." It's going to be a busy deadline day. We, we might <laughs> come on the pod. There's a good chance we're going to sign not only Renard Sanchez, but Sven Botman and probably another one. Do you fancy coming on? So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give you a shout a little bit later. I'm fucking glad he didn't come back to my message. Because <laughs> that would have been fucking embarrassing, wouldn't it? <laughs> Isn't um, Botman linked with Newcastle now? Yeah. yeah. I know they're he's linked been, with everyone, but... He's been shit this season, though. Oh, has he? Yeah. yeah I've just seen they want uh, Joe Roden instead now. Joe Rogan? <laughs> yeah, Joe, yeah, Joe yeah, Roden. Now, isn't he? Nah, I gave him to do the match announcements. Now, um, <laughs> Joe Roden. Joe. Um, yeah, I, we'll definitely do a deadline day again. I don't know how. For, I don't know how like jam packed it'll be, but yeah, it will be. Don't go to sleep yet, Wolves fans. There's ten percent off the mega store ending yeah. at midnight. <laughs> like to bring Nigel Longvite back from Fortuna Sittard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be tuning in just for your bib impression again yeah. and your Jason. That come up on the timeline yesterday. Was oh, <laughs> Imagine if they race on Pedro Gonzalez. Yeah. Penises will be on the timeline, mate. I tell you, <laughs> not mine. <laughs> the one has gone away. I'm sorry. <laughs> You, you have blood on your hands, times. That does my head in, that does. I'm a, Gonsalves, London. Yeah, it pisses me off as well. you got to grow up. Um, question time, <laughs> chaps. Um, we've got some uh, We've got some really good questions, actually, this week. So thanks for those who, who sent them in. Um, first question is off Andy Hipkins, friend of the pod. Hope you will, Andy. Um, so he's asked, with Ruddy, Martinho and Marcel... Out of contract at the end of the season, do any get a twelve month extension? I think you can put Sace into the mix as well, can't you, there, Dave? Yeah, Sace is out of contract. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Any of those get an extension for you, Dave, and a, and a new contract? <laughs> <laughs> at the moment, uh, at the moment, all of them. I'm because you just don't like you said. We said earlier, you know, you don't know if they're pumping a lot of money into the club yet. Um, Jao would probably give another twelve months to. I think Rudy would want to move on because he's been like on his last year of his contract for about three years now. We just seem to always wangle him, you know, get another year out of him. Um, so as a backup, he's not, you know, not a horrific choice. Remember at the start of the season when everyone was worried that he was going to be number one with Jose Sar? Yeah. Um, yeah. And Marcel, I think, depends on, on Johnny's situation. Um, but, um, sorry, Sace, definitely, even as a squad player, if, even if we to sign somebody of a higher calibre in, in January or the summer, I think Sace, not just off this six months, but off his Wolves career for the last four or five years, deserves, you know, deserves to be a squad player for the foreseeable. Mm. How yeah, it's, yeah, well, for one, I thought Martin, oh, don't say the joke, I thought Martinho was finished. No, he's Portuguese. No, but I, yeah. I, I thought like this was going to be, I thought he was starting to wind down, but he's impressed me this year. Sace, another one. 
I had no idea how long it it lasts, but obviously because we didn't sign anyone, he's come in, come in have been amazing. So yes, him, Marcel. He's played more games than I expected. I thought he was going to be Papa Dom legs again and be hardly yeah, ever been, featuring. Well, he not not completely. He's been also I mean, as as Papa Dom com- compared to last season. Marcel, I mean, has he played more games already? He probably has. But uh, Ruddy, as Dave mentioned, he'll probably want to move on. Um, but he's good backup and a bit like Cody. He's got the banter, hasn't he? So they probably want to keep him around the place. So yeah, all of them, I guess, of our smaller squad is. Yeah, probably with Matino though. Look, he's on a lot of dough, and he they'd have to take yeah. him on a lot of reduced terms. I think he'd accept it. Yeah. Or unless there's a rumor he's going back to Porto this season, wasn't it? But that didn't really materialize. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. You tell what... Bruno loves him as well, can't you? He loves Shao. Everyone yeah. always says, give him a coaching role at the club, blah, but does he really want to stay in Wolverhampton? <laughs> Probably. I said he, he was going to be our next manager after Nuno. Obviously, that's not happened now. But you know, it could be after Bruno. Rui Pedro Silva. Yeah, he's taking a job out in his first yeah. first team. Family cow, you know, it's not a bad job, you know. Family not cow, a bad job. Yeah, he, uh, he when he was at Wolves as the assistant to Nudo, he was actually linked to having the Sheffield Wednesday, Sheffield Wednesday job. job, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's good man, good good first step for him. To be fair, yeah, fair play to him, fair play to him. Um, next question is off Bib, who's also a friend of the show, and I'm not Ooh. doing the impression. <laughs> um, are we in a better position for when we started 2021 in? Good question. Yes. Because we've got Raul back. Yeah. Um, um, better manager? Ooh. Ooh. Uh, on, on, on form of last season compared to this season, yeah. Yeah, if if we're looking at go like this time last year compared to now, I think we're in a better place overall. Um, the biggest concerns with the board rather than the players and the manager. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah, but I think everything was sort of doom and gloom this time last year, anyway, because we were yeah. still in the middle of the pandemic. And, and so what on. I will say is, this like at the beginning of this year, I thought in the summer. I thought we were going to sign. I thought it'd be like a lot of players coming in. Obviously, that didn't happen, but we got Sar in. Obviously, we mentioned how good he's been. Wang's coming on loan. So it's pretty similar, really, apart from obviously Raul coming back and yeah, the new I don't manager. Think he's a, it's not a major improvement or major yeah. downfall. I think it's very, very similar, but yeah. I've probably just opt for this season because I think there's a little bit more excitement going into the second half of the, the campaign, I think. Yeah, I'd agree with that. <clears throat> Question from John Clark, and we don't want to speculate too much. But what the fucking hell's going on with Willie Bartley? No idea. Weird. Ever since he got COVID, long, didn't it, man? Long COVID. Yeah, that Burnley. Remember the we lost four 0 to Burnley. He had a shocker that day, didn't he? And yeah, man, something. Obviously, he's not been getting in at all. Is he? He's been on the bench a few times. Bruno's not playing him. Is I he... read something. He keeps having heart palpitations as well. <sighs> That was part of the long COVID, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's mad. Like, 18 months ago, you would have said, you know, he was that go-to. Like, oh, yeah. Our, yeah. One of our best best defenders. And Maybe now, he don't... I think he's had one one appearance. He definitely started against Spurs, didn't he, in the Cup? He had a good um, game that day as well, I thought. Yeah, I thought he was all right. Um, well, I don't know. Before Bruno's quote at the weekend, I just thought, at the back of my head, I thought it wouldn't surprise me to see if he'd go in January. But then even Bruno's quote is a little bit cryptic. I, I would imagine he, because he, he said something about, uh, you know, I need to wait a little bit longer before I can give more information on Willie. 
Um, <laughs> brilliant. But um, wasn't there? Um, I can't remember who came out and said it, or he was actually Bruno himself. Actually, a few months ago in November, said he's out all of December. Yeah, and he, he said he, said he wasn't bench. back till January, yeah. and he was so on the bench. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. Yeah, then he was on the bench again. So I don't know what's going on there. I don't know. Mm. It's odd. I mean, we obviously wish him all the best because, and hopefully he gets back to his best. But I don't see him getting back into that team that, especially on the form that the three are in. Um, but it, it is a shame if it is long COVID. It's 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 horrendous. If he's sold mm. as well, if we to sell him this January, how much do you think we get for him? Well, he's getting on a bit, isn't he? How old is he? We sold him. We signed him at ten, didn't we? Five million. Yeah, yeah. I that. said about five. Yeah. But yeah, he's, he's, mate, that that first season in the championship in the in the Premier League, he, he was class. He was class, but since since fell off. Um, another question, a couple of questions here around: Do you think we should sign a backup number nine in January? I think it all depends if Silver goes out on loan. But I'd like to see someone come and fight for Raul's place, or just put the pressure on because it looks a little bit lackadaisical at the minute, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, we've got we've got to we, like even on Sunday, you know, Fabio obviously out with Kobe, but you look at the bench and think, right, we need someone to come on now and try and you know cause Chelsea a couple of problems and nick us a goal, and you ain't got no one. Like I said, when you got you you end up with uh, Cannon and Ball up top, yeah, ain't, <laughs> ain't gonna it ain't gonna happen. And uh, yeah, we need yeah. we need to, and even if Fabio goes out on loan, which you know I've got my concerns with, but anyone. And I sort of looked at this sort of example this time last year. Josh King was available, and I think even him, someone of that mm. mould, you know, he's doing okay at Watford now. But someone of that caliber, just as your backup striker to come on, he was quick as well, quite tall, um, to cause teams problems. I don't know who's available on the market right now, and I think January is going to be such a difficult market to buy in. Um, yeah. But we definitely need a. We it's definitely it's little things for me, like obviously Raul weren't available against Brighton, and when we were kind of hanging on late on in that game obviously didn't bring Fabio on until right at the end but it's little things like holding the ball up like when you got like Traore Pedence or whoever up there Trincao they're not going to put their back to goal all in just like chest the ball down relieve a bit of pressure so yeah. and Raul's not about Fabio you know, can't he's really been a baller this year by the way William Jose he's actually really he? well oh this season God. get him back yeah. <laughs> no way yeah. um, question from Cartwright is, is M Cooper right it's actually having a mixy on Christmas day um, I won't be. However, I'm probably going to be spending it on my own. So you won't taste it. <laughs> will you? you won't taste yeah. it at the moment. No, I could taste. I've got. Oh, I've can got you? Yeah. yeah, I've got a good taste. Any thought symptoms I've got is like an headache and a cold. I feel like and I've got small, a cold and a small penis. <laughs> 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 yeah, I've got the microbe variant. Talk <laughs> <laughs> like a bit of mushroom at the minute, mate. Preston. <laughs> yeah, get a fucking snake charmer to come and coach it at you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I you could practice your mixie though to be fair for Christmas Day Thank I mean you. you have practiced it we could do it again yeah I have a, I did cook my own mixie the other day from scratch oh which will be on Matt Cooper Bart's Christmas special if anyone wants to go and have a look once I've got the energy yeah. to edit it down uh, it was alright but I'm never giving a bad review again because it was fucking well hard <laughs> um, got one more question um, uh, it is about Christmas it's from Liam Bagnall both what's your Best part of Christmas dinner? What's a bit of Christmas dinner that you enjoy the most? Mine's um I love a prawn cocktail starter. <laughs> I don't know, I'm, I'm a simple man. Starters. 
<laughs> yeah, the start the prawn cocktail. I just love it, and I think Where it's are you going you have for like, Christmas dinner, Marco Pierre? I think I, I just love a simple fact of mixing red sauce and mayonnaise and just pouring that on top. We're not gonna let in there. That's me done. I love a prawn cocktail. <laughs> is that what prawn cocktail is? <laughs> prawn cocktail is it? It is, isn't it, Matt? You're the chef. Yeah, pretty, pretty. Yeah, pretty, it's. Pretty, so, I just love it. mayo every year. Ketchup and mayo mixed in it, and then you put it on the prawns, and you got a little lettuce in there. Oh, right, okay. I love it. I think um, he's got. I think he's got like Worcestershire, Worcestershire sauce in it anyway, and something else. Yeah, but uh, it's basically yeah, like prawns in a fucking red sauce and you know, seafood sauce and loads of lettuce. Um, yeah. Fair, fair play. Do you not I, like? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm. I'm not a big fan of turkey. To be fair, yeah, it's um, dead. I think it's dead dry. Yeah, I normally have like beef or something. And I'll have my dinner after. No, um, really? <laughs> yeah. no, I like a beef. Uh, to be fair, I'm away for Christmas. So we had like a, an early Christmas dinner and um, I didn't have the, the turkey. But pigs in blankets have got to be up there, though. Oh, yeah, that's a show. Yeah, I forgot so that. they got to be up there. So Yeah, I think, mate, Solid. for me, it's going to be a rogue show of stuffing. Yeah, I like stuffing. I could eat a plate full of stuffing and gravy. Yeah. Absolutely sensational stuff. Yeah, yeah. I had a bovril at the weekend at Wolves for the first time this season. <laughs> a bovril in years, man. I love a bovril. I love, I love yeah, bovril's nicer. Uh, I have a bovril in the house. <laughs> a little paste in the, into the, the cup. I also, like, we're getting to the end of the podcast now, so I'm hopeful that not many people will be listening. But I do like bovril with Nando sauce in. like <laughs> <laughs> a spicy bovril, man. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking well. And I also put a bit of garlic granules in there as well. It's actually really nice. A little bit. Add, add a little spice to that. <laughs> you know what else I like about Christmas dinner as well? It's just come back what? to me. Pulling yeah. the crackers. Getting the hat <laughs> I, can on. A, I can actually picture you in that jumper with a little hat on. <laughs> with a little red. Yeah. Like, when you get the red. I'm always gutted when I lose as well. Pull it, pulling his plonker at the table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Chaps, I think that's it, to be fair. I think we've uh, we've we've ran through that. Conscious of the time, and I'm absolutely shattered. Um I don't know when when's the next podcast going to be, Dave. Probably in the new year, isn't it? Probably the yeah after the United game on the fourth potentially. Yeah. yeah, we yeah. might be able we might be able to fit an end of year special in before then. Um, depends how much how much booze we consume. If your Dave has a party, probably not that much. Um, <laughs> but, but um, I've smashed already. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a couple of glasses of prosecco tonight because I'm feeling a little bit sorry for myself. But Harry, mate, thank you for joining us again. It's always fantastic to see you. Where can people find you in the Seventy Seven Club podcast? More yeah, certainly, uh, here we go. Underline Mansell. Nah, yeah, the Seventy Seven <laughs> podcast. Obviously, YouTube at Seventy Seven Club podcast on Twitter and Seventy Seven Club everywhere else. Me, as you know, Harry Underline Mansell on Twitter. <laughs> we love that one. And just it's just Harry Mansell on YouTube. Yeah, Dave, where can people find you? Oh, by the way, Harry did a, a fans react on a Sunday and tried at every point to get 77 Club podcast. Name at the end of it, I was like, by the way, I, me, like, I was with Sam in the car. I was like, by the way, you know, we do a podcast too. I was editing it, mate. I was creasing. Um, <laughs> Dave has a party on Twitter, which is D-A-V-E-A-Z-O-P-A-R-D-I. And I am M Cooper Wright on Twitter and also Matt Cooper Bites on YouTube. We're also um this week started in a little bit with BBC Sport, haven't we, Dave? Yeah, um, yeah. We're so... gonna be having articles out pretty much every week, every other week on there. So yeah. In partnership with BBC Sport, which is obviously a, a, a quite a big quite a big coup for them. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> um and they, they they were honored to uh, work with such an esteemed brand. So did um <laughs> did you can you I was on match of the day earlier on the season. Do you remember that one? I've been on the big boys club. Have Do you yeah. remember? 
when I, I was sat on the train in my uh, away top and I put a tweet out something like, oh, yeah, Wolves yeah, away yeah, top, yeah, yeah, West yeah, Midlands yeah. seat. And the, they DM me, I thought, can we put it on the page? I was like, I don't know. Yeah, you can. I don't know why. But, I thought you meant the actual yeah. programme. No, no, he's like, he's, no, like, he's like the page, match of the day, yeah. Twitter and Instagram. I remember basically I what I'm trying to say is, is yeah. been there, done that, lad. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I was, <laughs> I, was on, I was on BBC News last season when we went to Europe. Oh, oh yeah. And yeah. I was like, we've been to Braga, Porto. Yeah. But, Dave, do you want to shout a show out? Pull the curtain yeah, down yeah. on what's been a. Uh, a tremendous year for podcasting. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think we've sort of, well, this will be the last one of the year, so I really do appreciate it. Obviously, we've sort of, so this has been our first proper consistent year of podcasting yeah. again, which has been good. And the feedback that we get every time is fantastic, so I really do appreciate it. Um, as always, if you're listening on the Apple Podcast, be sure to leave us a review. Um, obviously, if you're listening or watching on YouTube, be sure to hit the like button. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. Um, Merry Christmas to you all. Have a great new year. And uh, until 2022, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see you then. Cheers, guys. And, and if anyone fancies plating me up a Christmas dinner and bringing it around, <laughs> I'd be more than grateful. So just drop me a message on Twitter. I'll give you no, my catch day. COVID, Matt. <laughs> yeah, but obviously I won't fucking cough on them. Will I? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Merry Christmas one and all and have a wonderful new year. Thank you.